All right, welcome to the At Bat Baseball Podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest Chicago baseball news as well as take a trip around the league. I am Saul Rodriguez along with Miles. How are we doing today? Doing good on this very rainy day. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, a lot of still it being rainy. I hope uh, the Cubs and White Sox game one does not get you know postponed. Uh, yeah. that would that would that would be that would suck. But yeah, that would stink. Yeah, uh, but yeah, big big week coming up for the Cubs and the White Sox, uh, especially because they're playing each other, and they have some big series coming up this weekend against against some uh, some big teams. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll get things started here with with the White Sox, uh, nine and thirteen, uh, coming into Tuesday. Uh, it's tough. Uh, they've you know had a tough stretch. Uh, they lost another series against the Royals. Uh, they were able to tie things up with the LA Angels uh, over the weekend. Uh, the series concluded on Monday, and uh, with the Royals, we'll start with that one first. Uh, that series started with a six nothing loss, uh, despite you know Sox pitching as a whole not at its best. Uh, but overall, when you look at their their pitching, uh, I would say their their worst problem might be Dallas Keuchel, like that that man yeah, uh, has he's been struggling ever, ever since last year, um, and it just doesn't seem to get any better. Um, it's looking pretty tough there. Uh, when you look at somebody like Dallas Keuchel, like what what do you think his 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 biggest problem right now? Like what what well, like what does he not have that he used to have at least? Yeah, so when I'm watching a lot of his breaking pitches, nothing's really moving. So if you're throwing, if you're trying to throw, you know, any sort of breaking pitch that isn't moving at all, is no different from taking batting practice before the game. So pretty much everything he's throwing is really a non-competitive pitch. If he, you know, if you, you really can't lay anything over the plate because guys are going to tattoo you, and that's really what's been happening. His pitches aren't doing nothing. Uh, everything's pretty non-competitive. His moral doesn't ever really look good when he's on the mound. It's just, even for me as a hitter, if I'm watching if I'm watching him, I'm saying this over and over again, I'm like, okay, you know, curveball's not doing nothing. Whatever whatever else he's going to throw, he's just going to lay it over the plate. It's just not moving. I'm going to square it up and hit over a wall too. So it's just, you know, not really, not really much going for him. I, I in terms of his strategy and trying to get guys off balance, I'm all for that. Um, but it's different when these pitches you're throwing aren't moving because it's much more easier as a hitter for us to recognize that. And it just catches our barrel every single time. So that's really what I'm seeing out of him a lot. No. Yeah. I mean, he's it, got an 85%, 85% hard hit rate. And I mean, if you go to his baseball savant, there's a whole lot of blue. And uh, yeah. it's not good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, the Sox uh, were able to win game two, uh, but they ended up losing the series regardless, two games out of three. Uh, also, when we're talking about cold, uh, guys like Lodi Garcia, Jose Abreu, they're, they're cold as ice right now. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, like, I, 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 to be honest, I didn't know Grandal was struggling. Yeah. So I looked at his numbers, and he had, like, he has like a 468 OPS or something like that. And I'm like, man, yeah, that's, yeah. that's rough, especially for the season you know he had last year. Um, when they played, uh, then they moved on to play the Angels, and in uh, Game One, they were gonna have a, a really good pitching matchup, uh, Thor against Lucas Giolito, and uh, yeah. Thor was scratched uh, due to illness. I was like, here we go again. Uh, yeah. I'm pulling, I'm pulling for those Angels. You know, they have a solid rotation right now, but yeah. yeah, I know. I'm like, if they get Thor injuries, like that'd be really tough. Um, yeah. In uh, in game two, uh, or sorry, excuse me, in the in game one of that series, uh, the White Sox only got three hits. They lost five to one. Um, anyway, even without uh, Noah Syndergaard pitching, 
Uh, in game two, uh, Vince Velasquez, he, he had his best start in a Sox jersey as the White Sox won four to nothing. And then in the third game, uh, Michael Lorenzen, the former Red uh, two-way player, he uh, pitched flawlessly until the ninth inning where the Sox, they wrecked, they put some runs on the board, almost came back. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that almost seems like one of those games where, like, even though you lost, you still, you know, you're, you're still pumped for, you know. Feeling good about that. Yeah. And, um, like, overall, they ended up on, on Monday, they ended up uh, winning uh, the final game to earn the split. But o- overall, yeah. I think the Whites, that's a good series for the White Sox because they needed something like that. The, the Angels came in playing really good. Their pitching has been really, has been pitching, well, they've been pitching pretty well as a team. And then yep. not only that, but their offense has been really good. You know, Taylor Ward at the mm-hmm. top, Otani, Trout, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's the way I see it. Like, what do you think from that series? What can the White Sox take away? And, and, and is it something that, that they can build off of? Yeah, there's a lot to build off of that. Um, you know, you know, even though there, there's some some holes in there with the offense and the bullpen, the Sox are still really hanging in there. I like that they split this series with the Angels. You know they should feel good coming in coming into Wrigley playing the Cubs. Um, you know, not much, not much for the Sox to really be worried about. What I am hearing a lot of right now in terms of them struggling, uh, there's a there's some finger finger pointing going on at Tony La Russa. Uh, I know a lot of people weren't weren't on board with this for the most part. Uh, <laughs> myself myself included, respectfully. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think the leadership is really what's going to come down to the Sox, you know, staying consistent for the rest of the year. This is a team that's going to end up competing at some point. They're not going to, they're not going to stay behind for, for long, uh, you know, players like Jose Abreu, this is a very seasoned, consistent player. He's not, he's not the only player who's kind of having a, a tough year as a veteran. I look at players like Joey Votto as well on the Reds. These are guys who are going to figure it out. These are, these are true big leaguers. Same thing with Yasmani Grandel. You know, this team's going to figure it out 100%. Uh, I think it definitely comes down to leadership and how much they feel that uh, Tony La Russa is behind them. Now, we, you know, us as, us as fans watching watching this, we don't know what kind of conversations are going on. We don't know the true relationship of what is happening with Tony La Russa and, and his guys. Um, but I guess if you look at certain things from a standpoint, if you see them winning, if you see them celebrating and feeling good about themselves, I, I think it's safe to assume that, you know, everything's okay. Uh, you know, well, you know, we're, we'll see what happens when everything unfolds with this, with this ball club. They're, they're so talented. Nine and 13 isn't who they are. And they're, they're going to improve as the year goes on. No. Yeah, definitely. With the, with the Tony the Rooster thing. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I've always looked at it from that, you know, angle of, you know, was that the right decision? Was that, is this the guy they're going to win the world series with? Yeah. Um, and I always, I don't know. I just always lean towards no. Uh, just because I feel like they they need a different type of manager, um, but yeah, no, there's I've seen a lot of that that chatter on on Twitter and and just it's it's not you know good looking good for him. I mean, a lot of it a lot of it has to do with you know decisions you know lineup optimization and stuff like that. Like right. I think I think one of the games a lot of people were like, what are you doing? Was probably the Larry Garcia batting third. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I mean that was yeah I, I don't I don't understand that whatsoever. But, I mean. We talked a little bit about that with the Cubs too. Is like some of the lineups that the Cubs were tossing out there were different. Um, I yes. know for the the Cubs at the time were were, were I guess playing a little better earlier in April, so they were playing a little they were playing a little better, so they were getting yeah. away with it. But now you know it's it's look, looking rough. But um, yeah, so uh, before we'll we'll get into the Cubs and uh, and the White Sox in general. Uh, but before that, uh, I also wanted to say uh, Liam Hendricks 
uh, had a nice day yeah. yesterday, striking out yeah. three. Um, it's, it seems like something he needs uh, to kind of get back uh, to where he used to be. Um, also, uh, Luis Robert, hopefully for the Sox, is heating up. He had three hits on Monday, uh, and he had six in the he has six in his last three games. So yeah. if that guy, because you know, if that guy heats up, he can carry the team. So, Absolutely. Uh, and you know what? You know what's also what I was thinking about too is when the the best White Sox lineup, in your opinion, who's who is the best leadoff hitter? Oh, oh gosh. I really do like Luis Robert at the top. I do like it. Um, but in terms of where this team is at now, I'd probably put him in the two or three spot just because there is, there is production that needs to happen in the middle of the order. If everything's at the top of the lineup, if you get a guy on, but you know the next two, three, four, five, six guys can't get him in, doesn't mean anything. So, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I really do like... I really do like Louis, uh, Louis Robert at the top. Um, maybe Lori Garcia. Um, cause I, I do think that he actually is when he, when he is uh, at his best, I do see him as a great contact hitter, putting the ball in play for the most part. Um, no, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I like Louis Robert at the top, but there's, there's definitely other ways that they can go with it for sure. But definitely, uh, Lori Garcia in the three spot. No, definitely not. Uh, for me, he's a two. He's a two hitter or a leadoff hitter. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, like I think um, when the lineup is on, Robert is you know a good option for leadoff. But yeah, when yeah. when they're struggling, it might just be better. Yeah, to 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 lo- put him lower in the lineup. Right, because um, I wouldn't want to put Tim at the leadoff spot. I'd want I, I want Tim in somewhere in the middle because he's going to be the one who drives in those runs. Exactly, and that's the way I see it with Tim Anderson is that. He makes contact. He or in the and not, and not only makes contact, right? But he gets on he gets on base from a, like a standpoint of getting hits. He doesn't walk yeah. much, but in the, but in that, that but he's always a guy that's going to get you some extra bases. Yeah. So that's that's good for you know when guys are on, he can drive runs in and whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely something to to think about when it comes to uh, the White Sox struggles is whether you know lineups and um also. Uh, some were saying that because the White Sox have only played in the Midwest so far, that if like the cold has gotten to them and stuff like that. But honestly, I, I don't really. The only reason I don't I don't buy into that is just because like w- the White Sox play in this weather every year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's April. Like they have the same team they've had for like the past couple years already. Yeah. Like, I guess besides twenty twenty, they didn't play in April. They played in you know in September and August. But yeah. Like you know, you 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 should be used to the cold weather at least to to know <laughs> that it's gonna suck and you're not gonna you know stuff yeah. like that. Like and also the the ball's still flying out of guaranteed rate field regardless in like in the sense of not not to a crazy amount, but home runs are still being hit. You know, so yeah. I I wouldn't say that. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think it's not easy. It's not easy to play play in the Midwest. Uh, you know, obviously we we don't have a we don't have stadiums like the Brewers where we can, we can close the roof off. It's tough. It, it is tough, but after a few, after a few seasons, uh, you know, after playing in this weather constantly after a certain amount of time, you kind of got to know what to expect and just adjust, adjust the best you can, because at the same time, you got a team from the West coming into here, they're playing under the same conditions and it might be even harder from them going from playing in the sun for seven, eight days straight to coming to a very overcast, maybe rainy with wind 40 42 or 38 degree game you know everyone everyone's playing playing the same game we're all in the same you know same uh you know environment 
He's got to adjust. He's got to go out there and play every single time because you can win that game just as much as your opponent can. No, yeah, and that's also like when I think about that type of things. Like for example, when people say, "Oh, like the do the Bears have an advantage?" Like when you know in you know when because Soldier Field is famous for you know their their field like the, just the field not being great and in great condition. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, both teams have to play in it. Both teams have to endure all all the you know the difficulties of playing there. So it's not, I I I don't I don't put too much into that. I guess it'd be right. one thing if like your team's never played there before and like oh okay like or whatever not not ever played before. But it's it's been a while since I played there before. Um, yeah. but no, yeah, I don't buy too much into it. Uh, so besides that that Cubs and White Sox series, they got Boston uh coming up after that over the weekend. Uh, they have um, they have a Apple TV Plus game and then a Peacock game, so two 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 games uh, on the national stage. Um, and that is, you know, it's funny that 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 I didn't notice this until like yesterday. Is that Sunday game against the Red Sox? Is that and that's going to be on Peacock? It's at ten thirty five a.m. Oh, oh, here local oh time gosh. in Chicago. Yeah, so it's oh like my gosh, all right, Sunday Sunday morning baseball. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, oh man, 1037. Jeez. But no, the, All right. the, the, the Red Sox, they, they've been kind of struggling, but they, their offense is like, you know, the carry by Xander Bogarts and JD Martinez. Uh, yeah. But I think, the, that, I think that's going to be a good series. Um, also after this Cubs series, I mean, I think the, the White Sox, and like I said, we'll get into that, that Cubs White Sox series. But that comes there. The White Sox Red Sox series, I think, will also be another measuring stick for the White Sox to match up against a team that's also hoping to make the playoffs. So that that'll be interesting. It's at Fenway also. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the Cubs now will move to the North Side. They are also nine and thirteen entering the series. So I think if you yeah. would have told me a month ago <laughs> that the Cubs and White Sox had the same record going into this series, I'd be I, I would have been like, "You're crazy." But yeah, I also exactly. would have been I also would have been laughing. But um. Yeah. All right, so they, they started last week by playing the Atlanta Braves. And I knew that was going to be hard. We talked about it. And I knew it was going to be, be tough because the, the Braves had been struggling. So I thought, you know, yep. they could use it as, a, uh, you know, a, a jumping off point on their, yep. on their end. Um, they they ended up winning the series two games to one. The series opened up uh, with the Cubs getting fried by Freed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Max Freed, the, the, their le- ace left-hander, uh, he outpitched Stroman. Who almost had him basically pitch for pitch? Stroman probably had, you know bouncing back with that you know a great start. Cubs ended up losing uh, three to one though. Uh, in game two, the Cubs went into extra innings for the first time. Wilson Contreras and Patrick Wisdom had big hits in the tenth inning. Cubs ended up winning that game. Uh, but yeah, in the finale, uh, Kyle Wright sh- struck out eight Cubs. That guy looks nasty. Um, he's just striking out everyone right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very much like Dylan Cease. And uh, so yeah, yeah so. Um, they ended up losing that game five to one, and then over the weekend it was another series against the Brewers, uh, and the Cubs again lost two out of three. And that those first two games were were pretty bad. I mean, the 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 Brewers outscored the Cubs yeah. twenty twenty to two, and it, it comes it just comes um, at the expense of Kyle Hendricks and Justin Steele, um, who two guys that have been struggling so far, Sometimes. and um, yeah, uh, the the bright spot though was in the finale, Marcus Stroman again. Comes in yeah. and he probably has his best start as a cup, striking out five yes. and seven shutout innings. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was you know good to see. Um, and the Cubs with with that win, they're now two and zero against Corbin Burns. So that's pretty you know that's it's yeah. nice to have. Uh, yeah. for, you know, uh, he's the defending NL Cy Young champion. So 
uh, this uh, with the whole Strowman thing too. Uh, his last two starts have been good for yeah. him. What do you what do you think? What have you seen that's different from his those starts where he was struggling? You know, giving up. You know, I think I believe he gave up five in Colorado and stuff like that. Like, and we talked about it. You know, maybe it was just Colorado stuff like that. But is there something you see different from that Marcus Stroman your earlier in April than what you saw on Sunday? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, in terms of just confidence and seeing who he is as a person, Strowman is, is a very, very uh, colorful player, has a lot of personality, which I think which I think is great. Um, I think how he's utilizing his pitches as well, kind of attacking hitters a little bit differently. It's definitely more of a, a strategical mindset as to how he's going to attack pitchers. Uh, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely an adjustment for him a little bit being – being on the north side, I think just getting used to being a Chicago Cub, you know, no, you know, not making any excuses for him, but there is an, an adjustment period that I think he had to go through. Um, but I'm just, I'm just seeing him just attack hitters, attack hitters so much better, and uh, you know, utilizing, utilizing all of his pitches, everything from his breaking pitches that are, that are moving great. Uh, you know, I, I just love how he's putting away hitters. He really has everyone off balance, and I've noticed that a lot when he was pitching uh, against the Brewers the other day, and it was just. Just fun to watch. Just fun to watch. His stuff has always been there. I think it's just how he's how he's attacking hitters, what he's deciding to do when it comes to, you know, pitching to someone like Yelich or whoever in the lineup. He has a better mindset when it comes to it. He knows what he wants to do to get them out. He's doing a great job of just executing. No, yeah, that's the thing too. I was talking to a friend about that too. Is like the type of pitcher that Marcus Stroman is, uh, and obviously as you're a, a baseball player right now, I think it's so interesting when when a guy like him. Like from a fan perspective, for me, I never played baseball before. But like I told you before, I tried out for baseball sophomore year, couldn't even hit the machine. So that just shows you uh, my baseball, my short-lived baseball career. <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, with him is like, you know, just like my naive self, I'm thinking, oh, he has so many pitches. Like if you know two or three aren't working, then why not just focus on the other ones? But yeah, I mean, it's it, it's just something like that. I think batters might even think about as well in the sense of like oh he's his fastball is not he can't you know locate his fastball can't locate his breaking ball so you know it's it's stuff like that they'll they'll see that type of stuff so it's like it's more of a of what he throws the most i I, you know you're you're gonna be able to sense it i think ultimately as a hitter i'm sure yeah, um, he's changing but, eye level. That's what I noticed a lot of him. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he was moving, he was working a lot of up and down, left, right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot of stuff over the plate unless he really felt like, uh, you know, unless he really was really trusting whatever it was that he's throwing over the plate. But, you know, he's changing the, he's changing the eye level of the hitter, um, working low for maybe two or three pitches. And all of a sudden that last pitch, that put out pitch, all of a sudden he's up in the zone. As a hitter, we're, we're, we're in that low, we're in that low mindset. Everything was low. So for him to work up now, that just has his off balance. And he had a couple of guys reaching too. This is whole, yeah, his whole strategy was just great. I just yeah, I yeah. loved everything he did. And when he struck out, then he kind of leaned back and then ran to the dugout. I love that. No, yeah, that's that's the Marcus Roman we know. And that's what yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, so that and when he's like so that's why when he's on with all those pitches, it's it's so dangerous. So that's why yep. like, you know, it's 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 cool to see that he's, you know, gotten back to what he's doing, what he does best. Yeah. Another thing too is uh David, how about David Robertson? Like he's not blowing away dudes. He's not, you know, he might not even make the All Star team. We'll see what happens later down the line. Like I don't, I, you yeah. know, there's just so many clo- so many great closers in the NL or yeah. in general. But yeah. I, like I, I love to see what he's doing. I mean, he hasn't given up a run yet. Uh, he's got five saves. And, and yeah. you know what? If the Cubs end up, you know, 
not not doing great uh, uh you know in july and august like he's a guy that some other team will definitely benefit from having which is good to see Absolutely. i mean yeah. is, is this is another, another another great guy in baseball who's been out of here you know who's been doing um well his whole career and you know it'll be good to see him you know go on another team and and uh and thrive uh Absolutely. after the first month of the season um we have uh Seiya suzuki the rookie of the month uh, and, and, and this was, you know, he had a great overall, obviously he had a great month despite at the end, he, you know, the last seven games, his last seven games, he's only hit 189, but he had, a, you know, um, I believe he had a couple eights and I think it was on Sunday or Saturday. So he, he, he definitely is not ice cold at all to say the least, but yeah. you can kind of see, we kind of knew this was coming, uh, that, that, you know, some pitchers were going to adapt a little bit to him. Um, but what it, what, like during his, the, the strikeouts have been up when he struggled, um, yeah. His approach at the plate, do you think, has it changed, or is it, or is it more the pitchers, you know, seeing what he's not swinging at and stuff like that? Yeah, really, the pitchers are making good pitches. Uh, I I saw him chase a couple out of the zone, but his whole approach is, has always been great. Um, you know, you know, he has had he had a very loud April. Pitchers know about that, um, so they're just pitching him accordingly. He was striking out on good pitchers' pitches. It wasn't. Uh, it, 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 I I didn't see a lot of him going out of his, out of who he is as a hitter. Um, I thought he was still very in control. Uh, I, I think as soon as he comes back to Wrigley, I think he's going to, you know, start to heat up again. Is, you know, just a lot of, a lot of what I was seeing with uh, Seiya Suzuki was just pitchers making good pitches to him. And, you know, sometimes they just, they just make the good pitches and they win. That's it. There was uh there, was, there wasn't much of what I saw him do wrong with that. And, you know, this, this is uh, expected as well for, you know, players to maybe come down a little bit or pitches to start to adjust the more they hear about a player, the more they see it, the more they see him. Pitchers are going to constantly keep an eye on him uh, and get more on him, more information on him as the year goes on. So, you know, not worried about it. They just make good pitches to get him out. Yeah, and, that is, and that's also another thing, too, is just like having such a long season. You're, yeah, yeah. Every, every, every good player is going to go through, you know, stuff like this. Um, it's just, it's just how, yeah, it's just how you react. And I feel like, um, from my, from the, my point of view, I feel like he hasn't kind of, uh, lost the confidence or he hasn't lost, you know, his, his, um, his approach is, is, you know, he's been doing his thing regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, after the first month, it's really just been starting pitching for the Cubs. It's been the problem. Uh, the bullpen, the bullpen has been nice to see, you know, obviously we've been talking about Seiya and also Ian Happ, uh, just guys that, you know, have, uh, carry the offense almost uh, for yeah. as much as they can. Uh, they led the league with in, in hitting for a couple of weeks. Obviously, you know, it was early in the sea early in the season, so it probably wasn't going to last. They're already skyrocketing down They're I think they're sixth or seventh now uh, mm-hmm. in the league in hitting. So it's, it's, yeah, it's starting to happen. But, uh, but again, the, the, when we talked about the Cubs leading in hitting, it's, it was them and the Rockies that were at the top. So, you know, somebody, you know, so many people could have told you, you know, that, that probably wasn't going to last. I mean, the Rockies played most yeah. of their games uh, in Colorado yeah. in April, so that's probably why, yeah. too. But, um, and, and then uh, also, uh, so after the Cubs and White Sox series, um, the they're playing the Dodgers. Uh, so that will be very, very uh, fascinating to see just because uh, the Dodgers are in such a different place than the Cubs are. Uh, they are <laughs> nasty from top to bottom. Oh, boy. And, and just, man, you, you – Watching the and that's the type of team that like I'll just put on at night, just watch it, and I'm like, you're, I'm literally watching an All Star team, like they're, and then and then the fact that like, you know, guys like Cody Bellinger have looked better. I know that he started off on fire and then he kind of cooled off a little bit, but he he's looked better at the plate and for sure, 
and it's like with those with those type of guys, those types of teams, it's like wow. So like they didn't even need you know Cody to go off, but they got Gavin Lux right. batting ninth. You know, it's that, that yeah. type of yeah. It's gonna be interesting. The the Cubs and the and the Dodgers they also play on Sunday Night Baseball, so uh, that'll be also fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, so we'll also go into now the Cubs and the White Sox. So the Cubs and the White Sox play a two game series, a lovely two game series. So <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but the, the, you know it's pins together pins together two teams that have been struggling in general uh the cubs we almost you know expected that but the white Sox are the one that's a little bit surprising but for for these two teams to go up against each other what do you think how about this what, what do you think is gonna have what is it gonna take for the white Sox to take both games from the cubs at wrigley uh i, I guess we'll just keep the hitters cold that's really what you can do uh, Cubs haven't been hitting all that great, uh, especially with that last series. Uh, keep the hitters cold. That's 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 the main thing. But you know, Sox pitching that uh, hasn't been incredible lately, so the Cubs could capitalize on that. Now with you know with Kopech on the mound and against Smiley today, it actually might be a close close match because these are these are two really good pitchers. Smiley with a two point seven nine ERA and uh, Kopech with a one point four two. This could be a close game. Um, so if the Sox really want to, you know, take out the Cubs, which I still think they're more than capable of winning this series, uh, keep the hitters cold and jump on the pitchers when uh, when they're struggling. Uh, the best bet is to knock Miley out as quick as possible. No, yeah, like and, and definitely the the pitching, the White Sox pitching have in in general as a whole have been struggling, but those two guys in in Giolito and Copa Corp going the series. Um, they've been doing well. So it'll be interesting to see there. Um, but I think ulti- ultimately, uh, just because the Cubs are at home, I would see them splitting 1-1. Uh, but I could see yeah. the the Sox easily taking two just because the uh, Smiley, as much as he's been doing well, the White, obviously the White Sox always smash lefties. Um, and then uh, Hendricks goes on Wednesday, and uh, we all know what has happened when Hendricks faces the White Sox. You know, Abreu. I think I saw had like a, I think he had like a 500 batting average in career or something. It's, it's something nasty. So, you know, for the for the Cub fans' uh, sake, uh, obviously you hope that's not you know going to happen if two, two, a two game sweep. A split would be nice. Um, yeah. But you know, yeah, it'll 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 definitely be up to the. I think ultimately up to the uh, White Sox hitting and how they can bounce back because as we said before, they can use this series to just kind of, you know, uh, help their confidence and, you know, get back to their own, their own ways of winning because, yeah. you know, they're, you know, this is always almost like a playoff series when it comes to the Cubs and White Sox. They really want to no. beat each other. No. Um, and, you know, it's not as crazy as it used to be with, you know, whole Michael Barrett, you know, punching AJ Pruszynski type <laughs> thing, but they, yeah. but they, but they know, they know what it means. And and when, you know, obviously yeah. Eloy Jimenez isn't playing, but you know, when those guys play and they, you know, they used, you know, they came from the Cubs system. So um, yeah. they like to beat him. So yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a really good series. I think that, um, you know, obviously we wish it was three games, but we're gonna have to wait until, or uh, we're gonna have to wait, I guess until next year. Cause uh um, I didn't notice until like I think I thought for some reason that the other game was also the other series was going to be three games, but then I looked and yeah, it's like two games in the weekend at Guaranteed yeah. Rate Field as well. Um, yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so we'll shift our focus now to around the league. Uh, there's a lot to talk about there, and 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 some interesting things when it comes to baseballs, literally in general, baseballs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Chris Bassett had some comments after a game last week against the Cardinals uh, it, um, when uh, there was a little bit of a brawl uh, where they threw at uh, Nolan Arenado. Now, the reason they were doing that is the Mets were getting hit a lot, and the Mets are getting hit a lot in general. They actually lead the league in hit by pitches right now. So um, in, in, in Chris Bassett's post-game conference, he said he was saying how uh, – the ball is different. Like in the first inning, it'll be different. The second inning, it'll be different. The third inning, it'll be different. And I have noticed that, and I have, uh, you know, when we're talking about baseball in general, when uh, people getting hit in the face and stuff like that, you've been seeing a lot more. Yeah. Now, I, I, I don't know. We haven't really talked about sticky stuff in general. I, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, I'll bring it back, but we kind of, we, we are seeing the effects of not having that. Pitchers are, are you know, they can't, it doesn't look like they can necessarily pitch inside as much as they wanted to before. It looks like it, the ball is getting away from them. But in, in your opinion, what what do you think the sticky stuff has to do with it, or what what is your what are your overall thoughts on the ball and 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 what the MLB does with it every year? Yeah, uh, I definitely believe one hundred percent that the sticky stuff has had an impact on it. When you look at how long players have been using this, and you know, it's still pretty recent as to the rules as to when they were told they can't use it anymore and being checked off the when they come off, come off the mound and all that bull crap. Um, so I think there is, I think there's definitely a lot of changing around and kind of just, you know, messing around the game a little bit that may not be great for it. There's definitely, it's definitely made a difference. Pitchers are still, still adjusting. They're still trying to adjust to something uh, different. Um, I wouldn't doubt if the baseballs are different. We've been hearing about this for years and uh, you know, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to, to see how, you know, this progresses throughout the year and what's going to change going next year. Uh, They, they should probably leave the baseballs alone. I think there's a, there's enough adjusting of the game right now as there is. Um, And it's unfair to the pitchers. The pitchers are already having to, change so much of what they do because of certain rule changes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's impacting the game and players are having a hard time with it. You know, maybe it's, it's an adjustment period and give it another year or so where this won't even be a problem, but you know, for now it's, in my opinion, it's not good. Yeah. It's, it, it, it it's kind of funny because I, when, when I've talked to people that, that don't watch baseball and I tell them how like they change they change the balls in baseball and stuff like that. Like, they're like, what? Like, what other, like, what other sport do do they does the ball like? I guess the closest thing maybe like Deflate Gate, where you see like balls like you know in right, the hits, yeah. you know or whatever, even if they, if they were deflated or not. But what other sport do you, do you know that a league changes the balls in like and, and nobody has and, and it, it seems like like for the is a large consensus nobody has a problem with it. Like people talk about it, people there's you know there's theories and stuff like that, but yeah. I feel like for the most part people are just like, oh whatever. <laughs> like right. like what what we're gonna have to deal with it and it's like i still think like regardless obviously you're gonna go in there and you're gonna try to you're gonna have to just play with what you got but yep. it, it's just like it seems unfair to just everyone in general like yeah the pitchers obviously more because they have to adjust more with the whole you know uh not having uh some you know some uh substances they they used to use but yeah, yeah it's just like it doesn't make any sense and a lot of people also have been talking about how, oh, this could, you know, what if this is the new dead ball era, there, you know, type of thing, you know, because the hitting is just way down from last year. So yeah, um, it, it's it's going to be something to look at for the rest of the season because yeah. when it come playoff time, would we be all surprised that, you know, home runs go up again? Like, 
it, it just yeah i would i just like it just mlb is mlb is gonna mlb right yeah um, at least that they could do is at least communicate you know what i mean at right least, yeah exactly uh, yeah let let the players know uh if you're not you know us as fans are the fans but it's good to mm-hmm. at least communicate that kind of stuff to the mm-hmm. players uh to let them know i don't think the mlb has done a very good job of no. communicating uh and you know and, and going about certain certain things they want to change it's just they don't do a good job of it. And even if, you know, even if people would be upset, people are going to be upset about this either way. Still, still something, something to tell people way in advance, like months before spring training or even a, a month at least before spring, spring training starts. Um, instead of players having to figure out on their own and then struggle in games and then start to speculate, just, just let, let the league know. Let players know so they can prepare and adjust and work on whatever they have to work on. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just a strange thing. We've talked about it before. I mean, we could just go, we can have a whole episode devoted to us, you know, the problems we have with Manfred and just the league and stuff like that. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, I think it'll just I, it'll I think it'll just continue until the, this man retires, which mm-hmm. which is you know you know it'll be a long time. But mm-hmm. uh, anyways, um, we'll move on now to the standings after April. Uh, before you know, before we like get the rundown. I think there hasn't been that many surprises when you look at the standings. Um, right. I think everything um, at the beginning of the season, people were you know, overreacting like, oh, are the, the Brewers, you know, struggling or yeah. whatever. I think the only – I guess the only thing, um, not trying to be hometown biased, but the only thing that may be surprising is just the fact that the White Sox are not in first place. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people would think that they would be in first place. Now, I guess the, the Angels also being in first place might, might surprise people in general, but – uh, for you though, off the top of your head, what is like, what is something that you've seen that has surprised you besides the White Sox, for example? Yeah. You know what? I would definitely, I would definitely say as I'm, as I'm looking at everything, still kind of trying to figure out, you know, really it is the angels for me. Uh, this is a team that's, you know, for years now I've put a pretty good product on the field. When you look at the names in that lineup and the entire roster from, from one to 25 or 26 now, um, and they've still struggled. So to see them, you know, finally start to put the pieces together with Rendon and Trout uh, and, and Otani, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, they surprised me. Uh, you know, I was kind of I was kind of wary about them a little bit. I was like, all right, well, here we go again. You know, you, they put a great product on the field every year, but they, they struggle. And, you know, just to see them doing well and same thing with the Mets. But, you know, the Mets, I'm still – Still giving that some time, um, but I am hoping that they continue this throughout the entire year. Um, you know, so the Angels and Mets have really surprised me. And what I hope for both of these teams is that they just stay consistent, just stay on this good path, stay healthy, stay healthy. That's the main thing for the Angels: stay healthy, keep Sean healthy, keep Otani healthy. Uh, for the Mets, keep the drama to a minimum. Whatever issues that there are with the with the management or whatever nip it in the bud as quick as you can uh stay consistent that's the best thing that i would that i would say for both of these teams so you know those are my those are my surprises my picks yeah with yeah with the angels i mean man yeah that's the one team i really hope just keeps keeps going because we really want otani and trout in the playoffs if we got those two you know players in the you know in into october baseball it would be like christmas in october so it'd be like i mean seriously because i mean Having those two guys play against some of the best pitching in baseball, I mean, you know, night after night would be just awesome. So, 
Uh, you know what? And with the Mets, I a hundred percent agree with you on the fact that like I'm not like I'm not buying into it just yet, and that's not to say they're going to keep it going. They're not going to keep it going. But it, I said it before. I mean, with with Degrom not being there, I think they need Degrom if they want to win the World Series. They need a healthy Degrom to win the World Series if they want to get there. But man, you know Max Scherzer is taking over that rotation. I mean, it's it's unreal. You know, he 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 was nasty on Sunday Night Baseball. Gave up a couple, you know a few bombs actually. Schwarber two and one Harper, but that's the type of pitcher he is. He's going to give up his, his fair share of home runs, but he is just you know going off. But yeah, I, I'm going to take I'm going to you know sit back and just wait a little bit because with the Mets, I feel like I've seen plenty of of decent Aprils, plenty plenty of decent Mays with them, and then it just hasn't worked out in the end. So. Well, well, I'm gonna wait and see on there. Um, I think another thing too is that a lot of people did not. Ex- I think a lot of people did not expect the Giants to be in first place. You know, in, in, in at, at much of at all, at, you know, this season just because of how good the Dodgers have been. Ultimately, and I, I know that I would, you know, still I have the Dodgers winning the World Series. I think the Dodgers are still gonna win the the West, but I didn't think that, you know, them losing a few of the players they did. You know, they don't have Gosman. Uh, they don't have some guys that, you know, really help them, you know, fundamentally like Alex Dickerson and stuff like that. But they have still come together and put together a great team on the field. And, you know, they're pitching well in general and just, you know, playing playing well. So that's that's uh, something uh, that I uh, was looking at and was like scratching my head a little bit. I'm like, wow, the, the Dodgers are not in first place. But, yeah, I think they'll find their way. Also, the Padres, it's nice to see them that they're actually, you know, uh, playing well as, you know, yeah. going into yeah. going into May. And you know what I what I also thought about was when you said uh, that Eric Hosmer that you kind of thought or I believe you said that maybe it'd be better if they kept Hosmer he's got a little bit left in the tank and man does he have some left in the tank because he killed yeah, it in yeah. April so yeah. uh, he's been one of their best hitters so yeah. it, it, that is something um, that I found uh, also uh, interesting is just because I think the Padres they need a lot of things to go right if they want to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and so so far so good on their end. Um, also, the AL East battle is 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 gonna, is looking like it's going to be as great as we expected it to be. I mean, we look at it now, uh, one through four, even one through five. I mean, the Orioles are probably going to be there, you know, you know, come later on in the season. But uh, with the Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, and Red Sox, uh, the biggest lead is the Red Sox. They 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 they're behind by five and a half games, but the the Yankees have won ten in a row. They're they're on fire and just New York baseball is killing it right now. Uh, but yeah, that, that whole division is going to be just something to watch. And I honestly did not expect the Yankees to jump off as they have at this point, but just like last year, their pitching has been insane. Uh, and their whole, their whole rotation is contributing. Um, and of course they have a great bullpen. Uh, so I I think that's going to be an also uh, something to look at, but, I, I do still believe the White Sox are going to, you know, come back and win that division. I do think also the Astros are going to win the West, although, like I said before, I hope that the Angels do um, right. just because something different. But the Astros yeah. are, just, you know, still still a great baseball team. Um, so, yeah, that that's after a month. And overall, um, just another great month of baseball. And, you know, I'm glad that we got to play you know, April in base where we got to see uh, baseball in April because we almost didn't. Uh, we missed like maybe like a week, so oh that's definitely appreciated. Um, but <laughs> before we uh, end things, we have another story too that people were talking about yesterday, and that was 
uh, Jordan Diaz, a minor league uh, player, he uh, there was something going around where he there's a video I saw on social media where he stepped out of the box or he had, I think like a foot, right? He had a foot in the box uh, after a pitch and not even, I, I mean, I counted him. I had, I think it was like 15, 16, 17 seconds. He had gotten back into the box or got gotten ready in his stance and everything. And a strike was called uh, because in the minors, they have the pitch clock. And if the, if the pitcher or the player don't abide uh, they for the, for the, for the hitter, they'll put a strike on the board for the pitcher that put a ball on the board. Uh, Miles, I know you have a lot of thoughts. Uh, what did you have to say about this situation? Oh, goodness. This is, this is one of those, I understand the, the, the concept of trying to speed the game up. I'm not against that, but we still have to make it fair and it still has to be reasonable. This, this particular moment, wasn't reasonable and then when you watch the video you feel bad for him too because he th- it, there was no uh there was no delay in, in his part he, he kind of just reset himself for a little bit uh and got right back in there you can watch a lot of games uh, right now in the mlb where uh, players are, are stepping stepping out of the batter's box and they're they are taking their time so if it was one of those moments where he was really taking his time and you know there was there was so much in between where it's like, all right, come on. Sure, that's one thing. But for this guy who really, really didn't do anything, he kind of just, you know, shook his shoulders a little bit, just reset, tapped the plate, was ready to go back into it. He he shouldn't have gotten, he shouldn't have gotten called out for that. That should not have counted against him. I think that's that's terrible. And if this is something that makes it to the MLB, that's not gonna age well, no matter what that there's already so much uh, – it feels like there's a lot of censorship happening within the game, uh, whether, whether it is the unwritten rules, whether it's players on the college baseball team hitting a home run and getting ejected for flipping their bat, stuff like that. Uh, we, I am worried that they are going to try to uh, adjust the game so much to the point where it is not only going to be kind of annoying to watch – but players aren't going to want to play anymore because they're going to consistently do these little tweaks to the game, uh, adding little whatever it is. It's Eventually, it's not going to be fun to play anymore. It's already hard for a lot of fans to watch. Uh, this is, I think this is ridiculous. I hope this never makes it to the MLB. Uh, shout out to Jordan Diaz because even when it happened, he handled it like a champ. I felt bad for him. He was kind of like, oh, that stinks. All right, I'll just I'll just go back to the dugout now. But you know, this is this is this is awful. This is one of many awful things that they are trying to do. And um, you know, I, I hope it I hope it never I hope it does not age very long and I hope it never makes it to the MLB. No, yeah. I, I, that's another thing too. I was thinking, I'm like, man, how did this guy like not explode on the umpire? But yeah, it's just yeah. because that but but you know what? As sad as it is, maybe there are some players just already used to it now at this point. If a month For in sure. or, or whatever, a few weeks a few weeks in. Yeah. Um yeah, and I told you before, it's it's I with with having having like some kind of pitching clock. I don't have a problem with as long as there's no consequences to it. I, I know that may sound weird, but it's just because yeah. it, to have the to have the clock up there just to, just to kind of put the seed in the player's head. You know, don't take forever up there, but also right. to to give them a strike or a ball to affect the game. And it's also like with these types of rules. Imagine if the World Series ended on 
uh, on, a, on an umpire, you know, calling a ball be- or on a pitcher or a strike, you know, vice versa. Like that It'll would be just outrage. be, yeah, there would be outrage. And, and we, uh, you know, also with replay too, I've always thought about replay. Luckily it hasn't happened yet. Knock on wood, but you know, having a world series and in a replay uh, would just be just, just horrible. I think because it's, it, it just takes the celebration out of for the team that won and stuff. But no. I mean, that that's just the way, uh, baseball is going, but I, yeah, I, again, I hope it doesn't make it to the big leagues and that with that type of rule. Um, and I, I, I just don't think it will. I think even, even though I, I don't also think that the robots will come into play ever. I, I don't think so. Uh, as much as some, a lot of people want it. Uh, I think some of those rules are going to stay in the minors and just never happen in the majors. It's just, it's just such a, oh. such a big change that it, 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 I just don't think it would be received well at all. So I think that's that's the type of rules that um yeah. uh, that you know and it's the thing I also feel bad for uh the minor leaguers because they're they're trying to make it you know what I mean they 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 shouldn't have to be worried they shouldn't have to be worried about uh oh am I stepping get, getting back in the box or whatever like it, yeah. it's, it's really unfair like you would almost you would almost uh prefer to see those rules maybe in in, in other leagues or uh just no. league, leagues out of, outside of the majors or, or just or even maybe even in the majors i try to like play play some exhibition games see how it works or something like that test it out right but, but it's it just like it's unfair to the players that are trying to make it to the big leagues when they're yeah. out here worrying worrying about you know the money they're making or you know other <laughs> stuff happening right it's yeah, yeah, yeah who's already trying of, to make it exactly flying, flying from across the world to be here and- yeah now they're being used as, as test subjects while they're yeah. at the same time trying to make it to the MLB. And now they got to worry about all these, all these rules. It's yeah, it's all, it's terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll wrap things up on there. Uh, hopefully uh, we have a good, great series between the Cubs and the White Sox this week. Um, we'll, we'll have some, uh, some pretty iconic matchups this weekend. You got the White Sox taking on the Red Sox in, at Fenway. And at Wrigley, the Cubs and the Dodgers are playing. Uh, So for Saul Rodriguez, Miles Porter, I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next week.